Hey, this is Pastor Mark. You do not want to miss this week's podcast. You're going to laugh till you cry, but it's good tears. They're good tears. So, man, tune in. Listen to this podcast. It's going to inspire you, encourage you, and, and prayerfully help bring change that you desire in your life. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Hello. That was really COVID week. Uh, hello. Better. You act like you guys have been locked up for eight weeks or something. We're just transitioning a little different. We haven't done this in a while. We've forgotten a lot of things. Yeah, you're okay with that. Thanks. This is Mark Anthony as well, by the way. True story. Thank you, Mark. I'm sorry, but I, I just, it's going to be kind of a, one of those days because uh, it's funny watching all of you. Uh, all, many of you look like bank robbers. And some of you would like for me to try to preach with a mask on. That would be impossible. And so I'm going to just go ahead and spray it and say it. You're all immune. You know that, don't you? Every one of you. I declare it. Well, we're going to have you uh, stand up again. This is definitely the 55 and over overcrowd. <laughs> like, okay, we're frozen. Oh, come on, get some zip in you, man. Live until you ain't alive no more. Okay, say this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what the Bible says I can do. Today I'll be taught the Word of God, and I boldly confess my mind is alert. My heart is receptive, and I'll never be the same again. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Well, today is Mother's Day, as you can tell. We don't usually have mom signs on stage, but we do today because today's Mother's Day. And uh, I want to take just a brief moment and uh, before we, we say how wonderful all of you mothers are and, and say this. It's a very sensitive day. For many reasons, uh, uh, it's been my experience having done this now for about 40 years that on this particular day, there are many of us who have lost our mother. I just presided over my mother's funeral on Friday, and so this is my first uh, Mother's Day ever without a mother. And so uh, I think I'm, you know, I'm still in that process of of missing her, but I think I've cried all I can cry and. And uh, am, am doing much better today. And there are those of you like me that maybe your mother passed a year ago, a decade ago. It doesn't matter. You never forget your mother. And uh, it's hard for that reason. Another reason it's difficult is there are women who have desired to have children. And for whatever reason, were not able to or didn't. And oftentimes you feel left out. Well, today we want you to feel included. You are loved. We love you. And uh, you're no less a lady you're actually just, just as important as anybody and everybody, so we love you, and uh, we're thankful that you have joined us, and, uh, but it is a very sensitive day, so we honor you, and then those of you who are moms, uh, wow, you know, it's, it's an uh, incredibly uh, difficult task, I'm sure, and when I say I'm sure, I, I'm a dad, but I think there is a difference in being a mother and being a father. Number one, our bellies didn't get big. 
Well, some of you did because you ate along with your wife. <laughs> yeah. It's that old saying, if she's pregnant, you better grow with her or you're going to be in trouble. Because it doesn't get better, let me tell you. About nine months, they're ready to kill you and everybody else. I know that. So, Anyway, um, there was a mother that was particularly, she had a three-year-old named Susie. And little three-year-old Susie was just a chatterbox. And she was walking around the house and just talking with her mother. And, and every other sentence was, mommy, 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 mommy. And the mother was having an exhausting day. And it was, she was just tolerating. And finally, she looked at little Susie and said, could you please... Not say mommy again, please. I'm, I'm mommy's exhausted. And so the little girl walks out, Susie walks out of the room, and about two minutes later, she comes back in and she goes, Mommy! And she paused and said, Nancy, can I have a drink of water, please? And so, you know, I know that you hear it over and over and over again. And so there are some ways that you might know you're a mom. And, You'll, know, you'll appreciate these. You know you're a mom when your feet stick to the kitchen floor and you don't care. You know you're a mom when you spend an entire week wearing sweats. Your idea of a good day is making it through without a child leaking bodily fluids on you. When popsicles become a food staple. When your favorite television show is a cartoon. You know you're a mom when you're so desperate for adult conversation that you spill your guts to the telemarketer that calls and he hangs up on you. You know you're a mom when spit is your number one cleaning agent. You know you're a mom when you automatically double knot everything you tie. When you find yourself humming the Barney song as you do the dishes. And maybe the greatest way you're going to know you're a mom is you're out for a nice romantic meal with your husband enjoying some real adult conversation when suddenly you realize you've reached over and started to cut his steak. <laughs> I can tell you've been cooped up for a couple of months. <laughs> you're afraid to laugh because you might get arrested. going to do like Lowe's or Home Depot today and have lines outside the door just because that's what you're used to. So anyway, we're not social distancing as you can tell. We're encouraging it, but I've been watching you hug and we will have a police waiting on you as you exit today. <laughs> Thou shall not hug. Actually, here you can. Uh, we've allowed people to make a lot of their own decisions, which is really what we call America. And... Uh, so today, I know that, you know, we're, we're really good with those of you wearing masks, and we're really good with those of you who are not. And those of you who are wearing masks, don't get mad at people who aren't wearing masks. I have things to say about that. Just be nice at their funeral. Anyway, no, I'm just kidding. And so, you know, it's been one of those strange times when you really don't know what to say and, and who to say it to and where to go and where not to go. You know, it's been a really interesting time. I've never felt so un-American in my life. You know, it's, it's amazing to me. So I, Susan will look at me in a minute and shake her and say, stop right now. <laughs> hey, it's Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, moms. Well, if you're a mom, would you stand up before I get in trouble? Let's give the, all these moms a hand, please. You can sit down now. It's as good as it gets. <laughs> 
we love you, but not for 30 minutes. Anyway, so we got a little, uh, little tribute to moms, guys. If you want to run that, that little, this is kind of just a video excerpt of what it might look like to be a mom. This spring. Only one hero can save her family and prevent disaster. Mom, we're going to be late for school. I don't think so. Whoa. Experience the phenomenon that critics are calling inspiring. Mom, I can't find number 17. Dig deep! A lot of fun. And pure genius. Mom, where's my phone? Table. Keys. Mudroom. Dragon Man. Under the couch between the monkey and the flip-flop. How does she do that? Created by God to demonstrate his love with grace, elegance, and poise. Torch. Thank you, moms. Dads are sitting there going, I'm so much more than that. Your day's coming in June. That's how come we get it last. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 2. And now, can you just imagine for a moment, moms, just, just for this moment of what it must have been like to be Mary, you are the mother to the Son of God. And can you imagine what that would be like every time Jesus did something a little funky and Mary goes, I want to discipline him, but what do you do? Do I spank Jesus? Matter of fact, the Bible doesn't say whether Jesus ever got a spanking or not. Scary thought. If I'm Mary and I'm Joseph, I'm putting the paddles away. I'm going to call on his, his big daddy. Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to the custom. After the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. How many of us have ever lost a kid? Andrew, the keyboard player, is my son. And I remember one time we were in the mall and somehow that little tight got out, and I panicked like everything in me. And you, when you find them, you love them to death, and, but you want to shake them to death. You know what I'm saying? Don't do that again! And I'm sure Mary and Joseph had this feeling, and Mother Mary is thinking to herself, where is my son? I mean, there are no cell phones, no GPS units, no way to track. And so they can't find Jesus, thinking he was in their company, they traveled on for a day. Come on now. Mothers, <laughs> that's amazing to me that a whole day, they, Jesus, they, they don't even know it. And it says, then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they didn't find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple court, sitting among the teachers, 
listening to them and asking them questions. Now, you have to understand, 12 years old, you, you know, that's unusual for a kid to be in the midst of scholars asking questions. So you'd think, well, I'm going to be proud of my child. At the same time, you're scared out of your mind. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Now, isn't it interesting that Joseph's not the one asking the question, the mother is. The mother is. Whether we want to believe it or not, in a society that has gone genderless, there is a difference in men and women, and I'm not just talking physically. Intuitively, there is a difference in how we think, how we respond, and we need to honor that. And some men expect women or their wives and their children's mothers to act as they would act, but the reality is, I don't know what we would do without mothers who have that nurturing spirit. Even if you're an A-type personality, uh, you as a mother have a different way of addressing life than a man who is a man. And you would agree with that. We're grunters, you're communicators. Uh. Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me, Jesus asked. Didn't you know that I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart, and Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in the favor, in favor with God and with man. So I'm going to address mothers from three perspectives. Number one, the love of, of a husband and a father, and the love or the role of a child, and then the mother. The husband's response to Mother's Day can often be unique. There was a couple that was... Uh, wanted a divorce, but they, they decided they first must decide who will be the main guardian of their child. The jury asked both the man and the woman for a reason why they should be the one to keep the child. So the jury asked the woman first. She says, well, I carried the child around in my stomach for nine months, and I had to go through a pain, painful birth process. This is my child and a part of me. The jury was impressed with her answer, and then turns to ask the man the same question. The man replies, okay, I take a coin, put it in the drink machine, and a drink comes out. Now tell me, who does the drink belong to, me or the machine? I sure hope 11 o'clock has a little more vitality than y'all. Dear God, we might just close the service right now. <laughs> it's like you guys have been COVIDed. It is amazing what, what a little quarantine can to, do to the mind. You'll be loosened up by next week. If not, I'm going to preach from out there. So, number one, a husband, according to the Bible, men, listen to this, is to lay his life down. That's what we're called to do. And I've done more weddings than I can count over the last 40 years. And, 
And it's, it's always amazing to me. The only scripture that men typically know in the Bible is wives submit yourselves to your husbands. They don't know anything else in the Bible. And if they did, they would never say that. That's the last thing a man wants to say because then it goes on to tell us what we're supposed to do. Men, you're supposed to lay your life down for your wife. And until you're willing to do that, you don't have a platform from which to preach. It goes on in Ephesians 5, it says, And you husbands must love your wives with the same love Christ showed the church. He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by baptism in God's word. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their bodies for a man is actually loving himself when he loves his wife. Now, I know we're talking about Mother's Day, but if you want your wife to be the mother that her kids need, it begins with you. You thought you were going to get a pass today because you're... It's not Father's Day. No, I'm going to be on you like white on rice. I remember as a child, my dad worked. My mom stayed home with us. And, you know, a lot of guys say, boy, that'd be great. A man wouldn't last a week staying home with children. You think that's easy? Let me tell you, take me out. Let me deal with the public because that's easy compared to having to deal with all that a mother deals with every day, day in and day out. Now, I know that's not as it used to be all the time, but mothers still carry this heavy weight that we will never be able to realize as men. So today, we need to honor them. Secondly, you need to lift your wife up. First Peter 3, 7 says, In the same way you husbands must give honor to your wives, treat her with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. If you don't treat her as you should, your prayers will not be heard. If God's not answering your prayers, I just told you why. You're a knucklehead. <laughs> Jesse, you got a mask on, man. What's up with you? You just trying to fit in? You were born to stand out, son. That's okay. We're good. We're good. He is meant to help his wife out. So not just lay his life down, lift his wife up, but to help his wife out. The love behind the gift is more important than the gift itself. The person who has learned this will not be frustrated because his gift is small. Like the husband who wrote the following lament, to his wife on Mother's Day. M is for the mink coat you want, dear. O is for the opal ring you crave. T is for the tiny car you love, sweet. H is for the hat that makes you rave. E is for the earrings you admire, love. R is for the rug on which you tread. Put them all together, they spell bankrupt, so I'm giving you a handkerchief instead. Just drastically lowered the bar. <laughs> the adult child's response to Mother's Day. And I think this is very important and it's, it's lost in our society because quite frankly, uh, we have a generation at the current time that has not really 
uh, and I don't mean this to be critical or, or, or in, in any way disrespectful, but we, we have somehow lost respect for parents. The, the, the parents are becoming friends and kids don't listen. And, and you know, when I was a kid, if, if I ever, even if my dad agreed with me and I said anything wrong to my mom, he didn't punish my mom, he punished me. There was this requirement of you're going to respect your mother one way or the other. Do you get it, little brother? Because there won't be another. Dr. Seuss is alive. Anyway, so what we have to realize is that no matter how old we get, and like I said, this is my first time ever in my life without a mother, and I, I can remember that because I, I was taught as a child how to treat my mother, that never changed, no matter how old I got. I never felt smarter than my mother, even though I probably had more education. I always felt like she knew more than me. And I can, tell, I can promise you, she knew God more than me. And if you have a mother that's alive today, I don't care how old you are, how successful you think you are, that lady is the reason you're here. And you need to honor her, and you need to respect her, and you need to reach out to her, and you need to be polite to her, and you need to make sure everybody in your world knows that. It never ceases. Sometimes we, we talk about children like it's only when they're up to a certain age, but the reality is your mother's your mother. And you know, I, when I was doing my mother's funeral... We had to do it in sessions because of COVID. We were only allowed to have 10 people around the graveside. And, and uh, I did my little brothers and I, I did my family and, and uh, the, the service for both of us, the younger brother and myself. And, you know, we oftentimes measure our response to others based on their treatment of us. If that was the case in our life, then if we're really followers of Jesus, Jesus didn't care how somebody treated him. He always continued to love. He always extended grace. And as I stated yesterday or Friday at the graveside, I said, you know, my mom wasn't perfect. I can remember details of situations and crises in our lives that looking back on it, I, I felt like was were probably handled in a way that even my mother wouldn't be proud of. And uh, yet, she loved God with everything in her. She wasn't perfect. And so in our society today, we think we can treat someone according to their behavior. But the reality is that we're to honor our parents regardless of how they behave. Now, it doesn't mean we subject ourselves to abuse. That's not what I'm talking about. But I am saying this. Just because you might disagree or maybe your mother wasn't everything you had hoped she would be, She's still worthy of honor. That's what changes people. You don't win people by being right. You win people by being loving. The problem in our world today is everybody's fighting for some sort of right instead of respecting the position that someone holds. There are offices, office of a parent, office of, of government, and all, you know all of those things. And that's the reason most of us did what we did when we quarantined was out of respect and honor. And now there does come a time, I think, when you have to push back when that freedom is encroached upon in a country where we're supposed to be free. 
And I'm not trying to be mean at all. But we do have to be careful to realize who we are, where we are, and how things are going. And so I think it's very important that it begins at home with honoring our parents. And it says, children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. For this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first of the Ten Commandments that ends with a promise. And this is the promise. If you honor your father and mother, you will live a long life full of blessing. Now, I know that there have been mothers who were abusive. There were mothers who were neglectful. And I get all of that, and that's a horrible thing. But the reality is, it doesn't mean you agree with them or you subject yourself to that kind of treatment. But it does mean that you at least show honor. And that's very, very important to all of us and to a world that has lost any semblance of respect and honor. The way we talk about people, and there's, this is a positional honor. Children are called to honor. You're going to be blessed when you do. Honor is not based on agreement. It's based on position. In an election year, and I'm going to deviate just here a moment, I've always been of the opinion that I don't care who the president is, you need to honor that person because it's a position of honor. Even if they're not honorable, the position is a position of honor. And it bothers me. I don't care if you're Democrat, Republican, Libertarian. I don't care what you are. You should always speak politely and honoring. And I know that irritates a world where there's so much freedom and late-night talk shows where they're just rude and crude and unacceptable to people in that position. And, and I'm just going to stand up here because I'm old enough to do it now and say, shut up. The trouble with our society is we've, we've lost a sense of honor, and it's, it's in, infiltrated every relationship in our world. And, and it's difficult, I get that, when, when you feel like something is wrong, and, and I'm right there with you. But in my heart of hearts, I know I've got to honor, because God blesses that. And if you want to be blessed, live a life of honor. And then lastly, the mother's response to her own day. And uh, I'm going to shift gears here again and show you part two of Supermom. Last year, she amazed her family. But now... Rob, my science project is due tomorrow. Jeremy hates me. When chaos strikes... Mom, I want to play Xbox. No, it's my turn. Her true powers will be revealed. Hey, honey, your mom said she's going to stop by later. Is that okay? Do you hear that? I don't hear anything. Exactly. I'm taking. Natalie, what's going on? How did she know? Gifted by God with the power to read minds. I don't have any homework. No. I mean, I did all my homework. No. Well, I did some of it. No. Fine, I haven't started yet. There's the truth. The wisdom to restore peace. He said, that's it. We're finished. So sick of this texting. What? Let me see that. Uh, wait. This says sick of this testing, not texting. Oh, right. He was taking the ACT. 
Thanks, Mom. The insight to see the future. I forgot to think of a science project. Yeah, I thought you might. Yes! With a burst of unlimited capacity. secret weapon, the look. You like? Hey. Oh, come on, Billy! These abilities combine to form the ultimate example of warmth, tenderness, and dignity. I think some of you ladies need to go to the Harley-Davidson store today. You're looking for a man. That's a way to get him. Harley mama. Mothers release the following. They often release their own identity for the sake of their children and spouse. They never get their body back. That's what I've been told. That's not, that's not, I didn't say that. I just, I did research. I'm in trouble. <laughs> Y'all just strange. That's all I know to say. Eight weeks of quarantine is like, you're like a cow at a new gate. What do we do? They release their time to make time for everyone else. They release professional dreams in order to raise up professionals in their children. Mothers sacrifice in many ways. Today we realize that and we honor you. I know it's one day a year, but I'd love to see it every day of the year where we just say thanks. Because of you and your willingness to carry a watermelon on steroids around for nine months, and being willing to give birth, and they do call it labor. It begins there and it ends there. It's a labor, a labor of love. And today, moms, we honor you for all that you do. May this be a special day for you. May the love of God, our Father, be with you, and may your husbands not be dumb in 2020. <laughs> Praying for wisdom upon your men and from your children. So today, moms, thank you. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the mothers that are here and mothers that are watching. They give up a lot 
invest a lot, impart a lot, sleep little for many, many years. And God, we just thank you today. And we ask you, Lord, to minister to those who have lost their mothers, minister to those who have lost children, minister to those who have not been able to have children. God, we just thank you today that they can be a mother to so many. It may not be their own biological child, but they can be a mother to so many in a world that is in desperate need of mothers. I pray today, God, for those who are mothers at the current time of small children. Give them wisdom, God. Give them patience. Give them peace. Give their husbands insight into how to help them. God, thank you so much for these special women. With every head bowed, every eye closed, we never like to close a service without giving you an opportunity to receive Jesus. Many people are looking at their own works and wondering how God could love them and what they can do to be good enough to deserve his love. And there's nothing we can do to be good enough to deserve it, but we have it because he's God and he is love. And he loves you with everything he has. He loved you with his son, giving him on the cross to die for the sins of all creation. So today, I want to ask you to pray this simple prayer with me. If you're not a Christian or a follower of Christ, pray this with me. If you are, you've walked away from God, you've walked away from Christ, I want you to pray this with me as well. And those of you watching online, simply pray this prayer. Say, Father God, thank you so much for sending your only son to die on the cross for my sin. Jesus, thank you for giving your life for me. Today I give my life to you. I repent of my sin, and I declare today, you are my Lord, you are my Savior. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time or to recommit your life to the Lord, I want to ask you to do me a favor and text the word SAVED to 405-500-1310. Text the word SAVED to 405-500-1310. That will be the most powerful text you've ever texted in your life. And it will make mean a lot to you. We receive that, praying for you, standing with you, that this new life that you've begun will be transformational. Amen. Hello, this is Pastor Mark Crow. I just want to take a quick moment to thank you for joining us online. We hope you have a blessed week this week and get to be a blessing to those around you. I want to invite you to join us at Mosaic Church OKC next week at 9.30 a.m. and 11 a.m. or join us online. God bless you.